0: morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. I'm Gary Bell, along with Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show. We've been bringing the show for years to you. We try to give you the information and education that you need to fight the injury claim war, win your injury claim, and it is a war, win the war on your injury claim. We try to give you that information. You need information, you need training, and that's what these shows are designed to do. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell and Pollock. Our website, championsofthepeople.com, because we champion people's cases and claims. We do injury claims all over the state of Colorado, and we have for years. doesn't matter. You might be injured on the job. We do those. Automobile accident, bicycle accident, hit and run rear-ender, T-bone, a truck accident, bicycle accident, motorcycle accident. Uh, It just doesn't matter. And by the way, we've got books on our website. They're free for you. They'll give you information. Uh, There's six books currently on our website, our website, championsofthepeople.com. You can go down there and go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, download an e-copy of any of our books. And if you want a hard copy of any of our books, all you have to do is call our law firm at 303 795-5900, 795-5900, that's 303 5900 we'll be glad to send you or give you uh, any of our books, hard copies for free. We want you to have the information. Bell and Pollock, we're here to educate, and advocate. Today's subject, we're talking about an injury claim. If you've listened to our shows over the years, you know our typical example, sometimes we've deviated from it, but our typical example is a car accident, maybe a rear ender, maybe a T-bone, maybe an intersection accident, but a car accident because a lot emanates uh, from that scenario. Now, when you have a car accident, insurance companies look at certain factors to value and analyze your injury claims, and they do that to determine how much money they're going to pay or not pay to you for your claim. And and you know, by the way, they they they're going to lowball it. They're going to downsize it. They're going to try to reduce it and mitigate it, but they look for factors. And we try to educate you on those factors. And Brad, we're talking about Today, one one factor is uh, the insurance companies look to see if you went to the hospital or to the emergency room or or even to the hospital subsequent to the action at some point in time. So let's talk about how important that is and how they factor that in.
1: Well, well, it is important, and uh, you know, if somebody is going to take the time out of their busy schedules or out of their schedules to go into the hospital and and in the emergency room or meet with their doctor and um, and and be hospitalized, and if they're ultimately hospitalized, then it. It, it's a factor or it's an indication of what might be the injuries. Um, the one, when you go to the, um, when the crash happens, you either get in an ambulance and head on down to the hospital, at which point uh, it's it's pretty hard for any defendant or any adjuster, insurance company adjuster, to complain or say that it, we don't think you were hurt, that you were a hospital. You, you got in the ambulance, you went down to the ambulance, the hospital is a hospital. and there was obviously a, a reason that you did that rather than uh, stay with your car or stay with your appointment or stay with what you were doing or go home and lay down or whatever. Now, the fact that you decided not to go home and lay or not to go to the hospital and to go home and lay down is a factor. But uh, then again, if within a few hours, you're you're saying you're not feeling well, or your neck's hurting, or your back's hurting, or your shoulder's hurting, and, and you say, i got to get uh, to the doctor. Now you call up your doctor, and you get the normal uh, response that, well, we can see you in a week, or two weeks, or three weeks, or maybe a month. And you're going, I can't live with this pain for that long, and uh, you, you, i gotta, I got to have something happen. And so then you go down to the emergency room, and that's a hospitalization. Now, we can talk about how the, 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 the medical bills that come out are going to be affected, are going to affect your case. But the very fact that you needed to go to the hospital and that you needed hospitalization um, is, a, is a big factor in determining the nature and extent of your injury. Uh, then there, there's more issues to that.
0: Right. And they, and they do look at if you go to the hospital, you know, uh, it's not necessary that you go to the hospital to make an injury claim. I want you to understand that. That's a big factor for the insurance company. It can, be, it can be overtaken. It can be proved another way. Your injuries can certainly be proved another way. So don't uh, go leave this radio show thinking, wow, well, if I didn't go to the hospital, I don't have a claim. That's not true. It is a factor the insurance companies look at, and they, they build it into their uh, analysis. They build it in the anal- their evaluation of your injury claim, and they build it into their computer programs. And so that's one way. That they analyze it. But look, if you go to the hospital, they attack that. We've done shows on this before. They attack your emergency room records. And we've said to you before that the emergency room doctors do a great job, but their job is to save your life. You might be hurting at your hip and your left ankle and your right knee, uh, but if you're going to live, then they're going to get you out of their emergency room and move on to the next next patient, next case. Um, and so many times, not everything that's relevant to your knee, right knee, your left ankle, your hip is in the medical records in the emergency room. So. The insurance companies want you i mean they think it's a big deal that you go to the hospital and it is a big deal uh however then they attack the record saying well this symptom didn't show up the doctor didn't list this didn't list that didn't list this and so there's ways to fight that as well but today we're talking about going to the hospital it's important that uh, you know if you were it, 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 on the scene. We see a lot of records from EMTs and from police officers that say they either denied injury because you don't feel the pain or the, sim- or the symptoms until the next day, uh, or they refused the ambulance, or we recommended they go in the ambulance and they didn't want to go. Uh, but a lot of people, Brad, uh, they they refuse the ambulance, and we're not we're not doctors. We're not telling you what to do. You do whatever's best for you uh, medically. Uh, period. But a lot of people defer, uh, don't go use the ambulance but then they have somebody uh, drive them to the emergency room separately.
1: Right. And that's, and that's an issue too. That, uh, the the There's some questions that have to be asked when when you say, no, I don't want to take the ambulance. And the ambulance says, it's all right. You don't need to, uh, but go ahead and go down to the hospital. You're going to go down to the emergency room, check in, have them check out. Because it, it may not be something where you need the ambulatory care while you're in the ambulance and while you're being moved um, to the hospital or while you're getting down there. Now, some people may say, look, I don't have a, I, you know, I, I need to go. i I'd rather be in the in the ambulance because that's how bad I'm feeling, and that's fine too. Uh, the ambulance uh, 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 people taking care of the, the 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 care that they're trying to give to you to make sure you're going to be okay is once again a lot of what the emergency room is, and it's do we do we have a life threatening situation? Do we have a situation where somebody could be hurt worse? Do we have a situation where somebody can't? Uh, ride in the car for one reason or another? Uh, Do we have a reason why they shouldn't ride in the car? Do we have somebody who we need to get there right away and we can't wait for somebody to go through um, the regular traffic rather than have the privileges that we extend to ambulatory care and ambulances when they're on the road? There's a number of factors and issues that have to be looked at. Uh, The the people um, taking care of you uh, at the scene are going to assess this initially as to whether or not they would require. Uh, not Whether or not they think it's appropriate, not whether they say, yeah, it's, it, it's probably better, but whether they would require that you have to get in that ambulance and you have to be taken down to the hospital by, ambul- by an ambulance um, versus if you're saying, well, my, my brother's here, or my, my daughter's here, or my mother's here, and they're going to drive me to the hospital um, and you you've got to see what everybody's saying. Um, one of the things I tell I would tell you, and I agree with Gary, you do not have to go to a doctor or an ambulance right away uh, to be able to have a personal injury claim. That's just not true. Um, if, but if you do need medical care, if you are feeling that you need medical care, if you are in a in a very tenuous state as far as how you're doing, you, you, it get to the hospital. And you know you, the way you get to the hospital is either by getting a ride in having somebody drive you um that's going to take longer and you're not going to have care while you're driving except for somebody saying hold in there be okay you know, we're almost there. We're almost there uh, versus in an ambulance where they can put the sirens on. They can get you down to the hospital and they can give you care while you're driving.
0: You know, a lot of people don't want to pay for the ambulance. We hear this from time to time. We've heard it over the years. But remember, remember, unless you rejected it in writing, in writing, you have on your own car insurance policy what's called MedPay. MedPay stands for medical payment of benefits, stands for medical payment of medical bills, right? And so many times, and it was designed to pay the first responders, like the ambulance people. So people say, oh, man, it's going to cost me money. Well, you've got MedPay to cover it. You've got MedPay to cover the emergency room. Now, the minimum, uh, statutory minimum of MedPay is $5,000. Sometimes that covers it. Sometimes it doesn't. And you can, you can get increased amounts. You can get higher amounts. It depends on the insurance company. And you should inquire. And I, I got to tell you, my insurance company, I inquired. I said, what's the highest amount of MedPay that you sell? They said $100,000. I bought it. And it was not that more expensive. Anyway, that's a side note is on MedPay. But, but insurance companies do look. It is significant to them. It is important to them and their computer programs and their valuation processes and analysis processes. It's important that you went to the emergency room. Now, what flips them over the edge of a, of a legal cliff is the number of days you're in the hospital let's say people go to the emergency room brad the typical case is you go to the emergency room you're you know you're there for two hours you're there for four hours six hours which is very very significant i mean that's time consuming it's painful it's it's stressful and a lot of anxiety but you're not there for days but when you go to the emergency room from an accident, and the doctors see fit to admit you to the hospital, and you have multiple stays and multiple stays in the hospital, that's very significant. We got a break coming up, but we're going to explain that to you after the break. So, uh, and then we're going to kind of summarize what you've learned so far. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell and Pollack. Our telephone number is three zero three seven nine five. Five nine zero zero. That's three zero three seven nine five fifty nine hundred. In the Mountain June College, in nine seven zero eight seven zero eight nine eight nine. That's eight seven zero eighty nine eighty nine. We have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs. We do cases all over the state of Colorado. We can come to you. Our website championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. We'll be right back.
1: This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at ChampionsofthePeople.com.
0: Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys and this is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about drunk drivers and punitive damages. What are punitive damages, by the way? How do they help you? Can they help you? Punitive damages exist by statute in Colorado. They're there to punish the wrongdoer for intentional, reckless, wrongful, wanton acts drunk driving is one of those reckless acts. You can obtain punitive damages against drunk drivers and that puts additional legal legitimate pressure on the insurance company for the drunk driver to pay you your complete legitimate money for your injuries and damages and losses. Do not let them get away with it. Make sure you can prove the driver was drunk. Call the police. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you.
1: For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com.
0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock legal show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We formed our law firm in 1984 with a vision And mission of helping injured victims and their families and we've been doing it ever since we can put our years of experience to work for you and your family we've said many times when you're injured it affects the entire family structure and it does and we can help that help you we've done it many many times over the years we're glad to put our experience to work for you if you've been injured anywhere in the state of colorado we can help you give us a call 303 795 5900, that's 795 5900, or 970 uh, 879, or excuse me, 870 8989, that's 970 870 8989. We'll be glad to answer you. We'll be glad to give you a free initial consultation and a significant, meaningful legal game plan right at the beginning a game plan. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. Today, we're talking about what factors are important. We've been talking about it for weeks now to the insurance company when they analyze and value your claim. One is the hospital. One is the emergency room. Did you go to the emergency room? Did you go to the hospital? Maybe you didn't go the day of the accident. Maybe you went three days later. Maybe you went the next day. Maybe you went that night. Maybe the accident was in the afternoon. And so it's very, very important that if you need legitimately need to go to the hospital, and let you go, Brad, because they're going to look at it and they're going to look at those records and they're going to they're going to incorporate that into how they value your claim, especially when there's multiple day stays.
1: Well, it is. And and, you know, that the, the medical bills themselves are going to have an effect on what's going on and how they're how your case is looked at. I mean, a lot of times. You have adjusters who just look and say how, how much are the medical bills and how big are the medical bills and and what what do they see as being an expense? And um, and they trigger a lot of their settlement off the medical bills. Now, some of them will go, well, you know, yeah, the medical bills were uh, thirty thousand dollars, but twenty two of it, or twenty three of it was uh, for that hospital for that ambulance ride and going to the hospital and being checked out and coming out and saying there was nothing wrong with you. Uh, that's why, get, you know, we were talking about our, when you go to the hospital, the question is, how long are you there? Are you in there for a number of days? Are you in there for a short period? Are you in there for a number of hours? If you were in there for a number of hours, what was going on while you were there? Were you doing testing or were you just sitting in the waiting room waiting to, for them to come get you after you had filled out the forms at the emergency uh, desk? So so all these are issues that are going to be asked and are going to be discussed um, in your case. Uh, And hospitalization is one of the questions that always comes up. And then the nature and extent of the building, the nature and extent of your stay, uh, why you were staying there, what was going on, and all that's going to be looked at. But the bottom line is, is that, and, and I think most everyone can say normally. Now, there's always exceptions, and the exceptions are usually what end out in trial because exceptions cause people not to understand how to handle them. And so then they, they take it into a judge and a jury and ask the judge and jury how to handle it, and the judge and jury will give them a decision. Uh, but uh, normally— you're going to say a person that goes to the hospital is going to have a more significant injury or at least is going to find it more uh, easier to meet thresholds for potential resolution of their case than a person who decides they're not going to the hospital and decides that they'd rather uh, stay home and they're going to stay home for a week while they're in pain and injury and they're waiting to try and recover from that versus uh, going to the hospital to try and get their care taken care of.
0: Yeah, the hospital visit is a big deal to the insurance company, but it does not mean you have to go. It doesn't mean you have to go. Uh, you need to seek legitimate medical treatment for yourself. I mean, we've had, I can't tell you how many cases we've had over our careers, Brad and I, that people have come in and said, we've asked them, did you go to the emergency room? And they said, you know, I needed to, but it was three o'clock in the afternoon. I was really hurting. I uh, had to pick up my daughter from uh, preschool or it wasn't going to work. So I did that. And then I immediately got my spouse and we went to the emergency room. See, that That works. If you have legitimate reasons and, 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 you know, living life matters like school, like children, obligations, deals, you know, the insurance companies, they don't like it, but it works. What happens, what they like is, and I didn't go to the emergency room. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't feeling pain. I had no symptoms at the scene, therefore, blah, blah, blah. And so they like, they like that. And so, so you need to pay attention to that. Also, I can't tell you how many times Brad and I've heard this story. And Brad, you, you can comment on this better than I can. I think uh, people come in to us and they say, you know, I had an accident. The police came. The ambulance came. They called the ambulance. I said I didn't need an ambulance. You know, my neck was, was, was bothering me. It was hurting. And my low back was bothering me. It was hurting. But I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought maybe I'd just go away. But, but Brad, but Gary, when I woke up the next morning, I couldn't move. Or it was very debilitating. It was very painful. And Brad, that happens so, so many times. And you can use that to your advantage in the case. But you know, you have to know how to do it.
1: Right. know in, in a lot of our shows we've brought up and you can get it from um, from our internet from our website you'll be able to to find those shows in our a lot of our, our shows we talk about um, what what happens with with delayed treatment and what happens with uh, with the the fact that you have injuries and you um, what what kind of care you get and in What what might be your reason or not reason to go to the hospital? And today we talk about if you end out in the hospital uh, and we talk, let me back up a little bit. And we also talk a lot about um, delayed injuries, delayed pain, delayed symptoms, how symptoms can show up not just a day later or two days later, they can show up weeks later. And those symptoms uh, end up being symptoms that are so debilitating or so painful or cause so many problems. Or the very fact you've had those symptoms for a long period of time takes you to a hospital. It takes you in to get medical care. Um, There are so many people out there, so many people, Gary, that believe in in, in, and trust in the fact that they'll just get better. In time, if I rest, if I relax, I'll get better. I'll get better. And, and well, you know, that happens for a lot of people. But for a lot of people, it doesn't happen. For a lot of people, as they rest and they relax and they try and get better and better, they actually get worse or it stays the same. And it's, when it's staying the same, it means they're living a life in pain. They're living a life in discomfort. They're living a life where they get up every day and they've got the pain. And when they go through all their activities, they've got the pain and at night. They've got the pain when they go to their kids activities. They've got the pain and when they're doing things, they've got the pain. And they try to adjust with it with Tylenol or with uh, aspirin or with some other painkiller or, or medication. They try to adjust with it, how they lay and what they do and how they, they sit and, and and stand and how they move around. And the bottom line is those people more more likely than not should end up down at a at, at a doctor's office or down to the, to the to the emergency room to get this taken care of and to get it addressed.
0: Right, and don't forget, you know, emergency rooms equally urgent care. I mean, there's urgent care centers everywhere, and that counts. I mean, the insurance company doesn't want it to count, but it does count. You can call us anytime if you've been injured or you've got questions on injury issues. Give us a call, Bell and Pollock. I'm Gary Bell, along with Brad Pollock. Our telephone number is 303 795 5900. I'll repeat that for you. It's 303 795 5900. You can call us right now. Right now, we'll be glad to take your call. Uh, in the mountains, you can call us at 970 870. 8989 that's 8708989 or just go to our website championsofthepeople.com look we we set up our website championsofthepeople.com because for over 35 years we have championed people's cases and injury claims and we have a ton of experience we have a world of experience that we can put to work for you Bell and the championsofthepeople.com, 303-795-5900. Today we're talking about hospitalization and, and in, being injured in a car accident. That's our typical example. But, but Brad, let's talk just a, a brief minute about you go to the hospital, then the doctors say, well, okay, because their main goal is to get you out of the emergency room safely. I mean, I, I don't want that to come out the wrong way. They've got a job to do. They do their job, and then so you're you're not in a life-threatening situation, so you need to be discharged from the emergency room. And we've already did, done a show on discharge instructions; those are very important. But what if you're in the emergency room and the doctor says, "Okay, we got we got this problem, this problem, this problem," and so we're going to have to admit you to the hospital. That changes the flavor of how an insurance company looks at this because, number one, they want to attack that hospitalization admittance because it's expensive and they have to pay for it in the end. They want to attack it by saying it was related to some unrelated medical condition, not related to the accident, not related to anything that happened in the accident, and therefore we're not going to pay. And so, Brad, it's very important that you understand how to tie, um, to connect the dots and tie the knots with regard to uh, how you're going to prove this injury claim hospitalization. Well, yeah, and uh, you
1: know it's it's funny because you get insurance companies and adjusters and defense attorneys who look and go, well, you didn't go to the hospital, so you must not have been hurt. And if you go to the hospital and the doctor says, well, I want to keep you for a few days, or I want to, and, and or I want to give you this kind of treatment or that kind of treatment, the first thing they do is they try and question the treatment the doctor gave, because really, there's nothing sacred when it comes to dealing with an insurance company that doesn't want to pay for you. Um, they 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 don't want to pay for you and they're going to challenge everything no matter what you do. So, you know, the bottom line is, is that you need to follow the doctor's advice. You, you don't use and you shouldn't go taking, go to the doctor, not go to the doctor, go to the hospital, not go to the hospital based on what you think an adjuster is going to say. An adjuster is a person who is their main goal is to not pay you and to pay you as little as possible. So what what you need to do is you need to listen to your doctor and, and follow what the doctors are saying, understand that the doctor is giving you advice and they're giving you um, the medical plan that they think will take care of you. And at times, if that's, that we want to keep you in the hospital because we don't know what this pain is and it could lead to more significant problems or more significant pain or, you know, we want to try and get you out of pain and functioning. Well, listen to what the doctors are saying. The doctors are there trying to take care of your health and trying to take care of your care. They don't care and they're not paying attention to how to run up a bill or not run up a bill with the insurance company.
0: No, they're not. But that's very important because when, you st- when you're admitted to the hospital from the emergency room, that that's a, a, a significant event for the insurance company. They try to fight it. Uh, you can give us a call anytime at 303-795-5900. We've got a break coming up. 303-795-5900 or 970-870-8989 or our website anytime, anywhere from your phone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. We'll be right back.
1: This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at ChampionsofthePeople.com.
0: Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at-fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell & Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened. A legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell & Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell &
1: Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com.
0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show. We do a variety of injury shows throughout the state of Colorado in different venues. We're glad to do it, and we do it in part because we want you to be educated. We want to educate and advocate for you. That's our that's our slogan. That's our model. That's our mantra at Bell and Pollock. We do it for you. We do it for your family. You can call us right now if you have an injury question. Three zero three. 795-5900, that's 795-5900, or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Today's subject, we were talking about, you know, injured in a car accident, you go to the hospital, and then the insurance company wants to look at how long you spent in the hospital, what they did they do, did they do MRIs, did they do CT scans, and why, and what were the symptoms reported and what was written down by the doctors. But Brad, still, significantly, at the end of the day, If the doctor admits you, you go that you have an accident, you go to the emergency room, they admit you to the hospital. I mean, they try not to, you know, just admit anybody. If they can take care of you without admitting you, they do it, right? They do it. I mean, it's their job. But if they have to admit you, that's a significant event for the for the insurance company because that costs a lot of money. It means your injuries from the accident are more serious than they want them to be.
1: That's right. That is a factor the insurance companies look at. It's a factor that they pay attention to. And it's, a, it's something that's very difficult for them to get around. Um, now, can they find doctors that are going to attack you? Yes. But the bottom line is you still have uh, a recourse on that kind of situation. And it can be very significant.
0: Right. Today's show, we've talked about hospitalization. We're talking about whether you need to go or not go. That's your decision medically. But we've talked about and tried to teach you how important it is to in the insurance company, especially if you're admitted, especially if they give you tests, especially if they give you MRIs or films in the emergency room and in the hospital. And you can go back because a lot of people go back to urgent care two days later, six days later, a week later. Give us a call anytime. Bell and Pollock. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we're here for you. 303- 795-5900, that's 795-5900, or, or in the mountains, 970-870-8989, or our website, you know what it is, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. We'll see you next week.